Cuyahoga County Executive Armand Budish is still trying to keep control of the sheriff. It turns out that the Cuyahoga Metropolitan Housing Authority police shot a 19-year-old man in the back when they killed him in November. And Jim Jordan has some explaining to do about the many discrepancies in his campaign finance reports. It's the wake-up morning news briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Thursday, March 4th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Cuyahoga County Executive Armand Budish on Wednesday called on the county council to abandon a proposal to codify the sheriff's independence from the county executive, saying the idea is unworkable and impractical and may be unconstitutional. But voters approved a charter amendment designed to give the sheriff full independence after he is nominated by Budish and affirmed for the job by the council. Budish's dickering on this has convinced the council to adopt legislation making clear that the sheriff does not answer to Budish. One of the reasons voters overwhelmingly changed the charter is because Budish's meddling in the jail, trying to make it into a profit center, created dangerous conditions in which eight inmates died in one year. Council offered voters the charter amendment in part to bring about more professional jail management. A 19-year-old Cleveland man who was shot to death by a police officer in November as children at a Cleveland Boys and Girls Club watched was shot in the back, as the children had said. An autopsy found that a Cleveland Metropolitan Housing Authority police officer shot Arthur Keith in the back. The single bullet pierced several organs, and Keith died despite efforts to revive him on site, all in front of children at a Boys and Girls Club in the King Kennedy public housing complex. The autopsy boys witness accounts of the shooting that said Keith ran away from the officer before he was shot. The Ohio Attorney General's office is investigating whether the shooting broke the law. The Federal Election Commission on Tuesday asked Congressman Jim Jordan's campaign committee to explain large accounting discrepancies between reports it filed several years ago and corrected reports the committee filed earlier this year. The campaign says no money was ever missing from its accounts and blames the inconsistencies on troubles adjusting to skyrocketing donations as Jordan's national profile grew, in part for his repeat and public defenses of Donald Trump. In four letters this week, the FEC seeks information on increases and decreases in receipts and disbursements totaling hundreds of thousands of dollars. The campaign filed more than a dozen corrected versions of its old reports with the FEC in late January, leading to many questions in the letters. The Cleveland Clinic is recognized as the second best hospital in the U.S. in Newsweek's new list of the world's best hospitals for 2021. The rankings released Wednesday feature six more clinic locations among the best. The health system's Fairview Hospital ranked number 41 in the U.S. and was also recognized among the top 200 hospitals in the world. The Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota took the top spot in Newsweek's global rankings. The other perennial competitors Competitor Johns Hopkins placed fifth. University Hospitals was 32nd. 
The Ohio Senate finally voted Wednesday unanimously to repeal more than a billion dollars in nuclear subsidies that are one of the central components of the corrupt House Bill 6, the bailout law at the center of the biggest statehouse bribery scandal ever. Senate Bill 44 keeps other portions of the bill, which were designed to enrich First Energy Corporation, in place. It repeals subsidies that were to have been sent to two Ohio nuclear plants owned by a former First Energy subsidiary. The bill would also eliminate the fees on Ohioans' electric bills to pay for the subsidies, which are on hold because of court rulings. The bill now goes to the House. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.